Hey, this is Ali back here with you. Looking forward to wrapping up the money, power, respect conversation. I know your time is precious and I respect that, so let's hop right in. Isn't it a bit peculiar that respect is listed after money and power in that trio? That would seem to indicate that respect is the ultimate goal by which the means of money and power are used to arrive at. Many times I think some of us get confused thinking that people we associate with or ourselves have an attachment to money or power out of some kind of intrinsic motivation for those two things. But I'm not so sure that that's sound behavioral economics. And I believe a lot of miscalculations in one's life and dealing with themselves and others are made based on that misperception. So if you're with me, that respect is what most of us are really looking for. It's not all that difficult to see that money and power are pretty much just noise and to really be able to calculate how we should be behaving in our lives Understanding that respect piece for ourselves and others is really important. Going back to last week's conversation on how most of us are just walking basket cases of trauma and ego, I'd say a lot of that trauma and the flip side of the coin ego are rooted in some form or fashion of disrespect someone has perceived or experienced in their lives. So then the pursuit of respect becomes one's singular focus with money and power serving as the means one believes they can enforce respect for themselves. So if we look at that life cycle, it begins with working backwards from respect when someone's felt disrespected, they could say, okay, in this situation, I wouldn't have been disrespected and I could have commanded respect if I had the power to do so. And the way I would have the power to command that respect is if I had the money that came with the power that I could wield to make sure that I am never disrespected again. And I wouldn't call that an unreasonable approach to take when someone's been traumatized from disrespect, whether acutely or chronically, I would, however, say it's ineffective. Because while it may be understandable, all it is is playing one's role in continuing the cycle of oppression in life, where people's needs to be respected or loved or whatever you want to say there, whatever type of uh, similar concept, are left unfulfilled and transgressed upon. And that person then reacting in a way where they want to ensure they're never transgressed upon in that manner again. But going about that process within a framework in which one's focus is dedicated towards power, control, 
provision, increasing all of these things that they really have no control over, which may nominally lead to the respect so many of us are really lacking the feeling of and, and really in need of, but at the expense of one's humanity, making them very likely to end up disrespecting and traumatizing those under them, that most of those people end up searching for that money, power, respect to fulfill the whole they're feeling, keeping that cycle alive and undeservedly well. Whereas going back to last week, I would say the way that we would effectively go about the disrespect and trauma and associated egomania we've experienced in our lives would be to actually address it through trying to heal, gain some humility and stability. And in that way, we could really feel the whole we're feeling, but do so while gaining in our humanity and ending the cycle of oppression that keeps cycling unbroken and repeatedly through our lack of resolve to stop it in its tracks where many of us are finding ourselves more interested in the short-term hit and fix of the drugs of money, power, and respect instead of playing the long game of really addressing our issues, filling the holes we have open, not puncturing holes in others, and edifying them to where now we can start building as people and in our relationships instead of always just struggling to get to neutral at best. And what we're talking about here as well is setting a different goal for ourselves, whereas respect in the ineffective framework, in my opinion, is buttressed by the means of money and power now we can shift our sights on stability being our goal by the means of healing and humility. That's a significant difference in process that I believe is very telling because we can either use the time and abilities that we've been granted in life to work for some kind of selfish negative manifestation of respect because I, you know, I don't think respect is a bad thing. Of course we all need to feel respected, but the money power respect idea seems to be more of like a egomaniacal type of want, you know, praying as respect or we can use the time and abilities we've been granted in our lives to work for stability. And to me, stability is what we really need. If we have stability, there's not much we can't accomplish. 
and those accomplishments will come with the attended benefits of being sustainable and healthy. So maybe one way to put it metaphorically would be respect is like junk food. In the end, yeah, I suppose some calories come with it and you can you can survive off of it for for enough time and just make your way through the world. But one day, it's bound to catch up with you. And the reality of what we have been consuming for all that time will be manifest and clear. And it won't be very good. Or we can take the time and attention and care to nourish our bodies with healthy things. And in the short term, that may seem futile or it may seem like it takes too long or or all these others may be too expensive or all these different excuses that many of us make for not taking that seriously. But over time, it will also be clear and manifest as to what you're consuming for all that time. And hopefully that will be a very positive time. So to connect this to some of our previous discussions, respect here in the context we've discussed it over the last few minutes would be attached to wants and the short game, whereas stability would be attached to needs and the long game. So if we're on board with stability and the long game and fulfilling our needs, then it's not as difficult to take healing and humility seriously as opposed to money and power, which would then lead to that faux respect, wants at the expense of needs, and the short game at the expense of the long game. So when understood all together, it would seem to make swallowing some of those bitter pills that would be required along the way easier, you know, given an understanding of why we're doing it. It's ideas like these and contemplation on them that give me a reason for pause and to assess what I'm really working for and if if it's effective or not, uh, even on, just on a theory level. And I'm, I'm interested if if that's the case for anyone who may be listening, uh, whether you agree, disagree, if you think there's a way to make the point uh, more cogently, please do. Again, like I've said previously, reach out. Uh, send me a message at Ali, A-L-I, at primordialprovisions.com and uh, let's be supports for each other in getting to work. The type of work that in this turbulent place of, of tests and trials we're in can give us the medium to find maybe some peace and tranquility as we we fare through it. With that, I'd like to extend my thanks again for joining me on the Primordial Provisions podcast, and I hope we'll reconvene soon. Peace.